Ora, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's been a long time between drinks, I know. We're back again. And I'm on video because uh, I've heard some rumours that, you know, I've been taken by the Qatari government, but I'm actually here, live in the flesh. There's no gun to my head. Uh, but joining me on the pod for the first time this year in a new location, he's left the second city, he's gone back to the capital, back in the manor. It's Lyle the Perth, good to do it. How's it going, mate? We are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. We are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. I'm really good, my friend. All the better for seeing you. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, recently uh, hit a big milestone. The yeah, big the dirty, the dirty 30-year-old git. Jeez, <laughs> no. There's only one way from here, mate, and that's downhill. I feel it. The back pain's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear one way from here and that's Daniel but I tell you what I'm also joining you because look at these new accessories my supersonic binoculars which I use at the football now <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh good man um right before we talk about football I we have to go back uh, like I think it was New Year's wasn't it you know Australia mm-hmm. oh mate it's brilliant lovely I mean I had an extended uh well, I didn't really have a winter, to be honest with you. Went from the, the World Cup, was back in uh, uh, England all of like nine, ten days and straight out to Australia for a month. So um, it's a good life for some, but um, some have got to do it over in the sunny coast. Sunny coast, mate, in Queensland. <laughs> um, so no, it was good. Good caught up with some of my mum's rallies who are over there and then nip back over to Perth to catch up with some of my mates who are down there. So no, it was a really, really lovely trip. And then back to the cold winter in england in january mid to late january bosh mate, you <laughs> mate, you saw Arctic monkeys didn't you in perth i did yeah yeah so it was funny so um i had a couple of friends of mine who i met in croatia last summer when i was out there on a lovely boat just um cruising around the different islands in the um, adriatic sea and um they happened to be from perth and they both happened to be going to this music festival on the Sunday, Fools, Fools Festival down in Fremantle in Perth, and um, said, oh, do you want to come along? I said, yeah, why not? Why not? And um, it was a lovely day out, and repping my beloved Arsenal <laughs> bucket hat, we were all over the socials, um, Arctic Monkey, Ar- Arctic Monkeys, living it up. It was brilliant, mate. Sammy get. You know what, mate? They didn't even bother, like, ugh, so the new album came out, and they didn't even bother announcing Auckland. I was hoping Auckland get announced, yeah, and they, they so- picked Perth. Why would you pick Perth over Auckland? Yeah, they didn't go back to 505. <laughs> uh, maybe oh, the anyway. reunion tour in 2040, mate, when you're 50 <laughs> or something like that, and you'll be like, hey, Raven with the youngins. You know what? Guess who I saw the other day? I saw Ron Stewart in the hotel reception. Oh, nice one, man. Nice one. That was Rod. <laughs> oh, mate, he's looking rough. He's been sniffing lines and banging nines for too long. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Right. <laughs> right, some football, mate. Um, you've uh, sent me a list of all the games you've been to. And um, in 2023 alone, gosh, let's look at this list here. You've gone to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games right now. Oh, 15 games in the last three months. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about, mate? Do you want to talk about all your away trips? Yeah, we can do, mate. So, um, since I so I arrived back just after Tottenham away, touchdown just after a glorious, uh, t- <laughs> glorious two 0 win 
at Three Point Lane. So Three Point Lane is back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We've done the double over the scum home and away. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was straight back on the circuit. So um, I think it's worthwhile talking about United at home. It was a special convergence of the exit trials, massive. We had all corners of the globe uniting. So we had Jack Coyle in tow with his lovely missus, uh, Alex Ferguson, but we need to get her last name changed ASAP to Alex Coyle because <laughs> we can't be having any Alex Ferguson's in an Arsenal household. Just saying that. And so they were there at the Emirates with Uncle Pat. Big shout out to Uncle Pat. What a legend. And then the flying Dutchman, Amir Ogusen, arrived. Funny enough, staying around Paddington. Who would have thought? And so here we were, Sunday afternoon, smashing the pints back at the Eaglet. I think poor Alex is like, what the hell have I got myself into? We're in the Eaglet, which is a proper Arsenal um, home pub. Uh, it's the home of the Ashburton Army. The atmosphere is just going off. Amiro and uh, Jack are having a great time. And then obviously we're bouncing along into the ground. And then obviously what a game. 3-2, complete madness. Um, and, um, you know, what a brilliant, brilliant performance from the Arsenal. Um, and yeah, and then afterwards... Me and Demiro took in the sights and the scenes of London via a Ruby Murray down the back streets of uh, Caledonian Road. Um, what a day out. What a day out. Exit trials on tour at the Arsenal. Emirates Stadium right behind me. What more can you ask? Oh, do you remember the table back of that after that game? Yeah, so it was funny. So obviously we went to the World Cup and everyone said um, we were five points in front at the World Cup. Everyone said Arsenal will come back and just fall away all going to fall away and um, I think actually around that point in time we would have been five point around five points as well five points in front um, so yeah I mean we were still still leading we've we've led pretty much all season so yeah great result up at United where would you go after that we were on the road so then after that it was the tour of the northwest so it was City away FA Cup Friday night we were there um, unbelie- unbelievable game and the reason this game was unbelievable is which is a Friday night game, no trains running. We took eight, 9,000 fans up there and it is one of the best away atmospheres I've ever seen. And I think that's because we went up there for the first time ever thinking that we were going to get something out of the game. And then obviously, nil all half-time, um, put in a good first-pass performance. Obviously, party's gone off injured, ended up losing it 1-0, but that's probably still one of our best performances up there. Great performance. And... I can understand why they call it the empty hats, right? Nobody there, no atmosphere. It was completely dead. Uh, the Arsenal fans are magnificent, um, you know, and great voice. And so we lost that one, it was out of the cup, but obviously we took one for the team because we needed to go out of the cup because obviously we're all in charge. We we're Mikel's army. Mikel Arteta's title charging European cruising red white army. Or at least we were European cruising at that particular point in time. <laughs> but then, yeah, it all sort of fell apart, Edzy, because obviously after that, we went to Everton, right? Lowly Everton, reunited with our old friend, General Dice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went up Everton away, you know, me and my loyal band of followers thinking, right, okay, brilliant, you know to ground we haven't won out for a little while now we'll go up there get the job done obviously what did they have to do they had to sack Frank Lampard the week before that I mean 10 men couldn't carry couldn't carry Lampard well, in this case I mean the whole bloody team in City couldn't carry the bloke he was useless up there Dice has come in and we couldn't believe what we're seeing it's like what we got up there and 
you know, we're struggling. And before we know it, it's just like, what's happening? We're we're one nil down and we've lost the game. So you can't make that one up, mate. Mind you, they played quite well though, didn't they, Everton? They did. We had a really bad off day, and I think Sean Dykes is showing why he's a Premier League manager. I think, well, regardless of any jokes or anything, right? The geezer mm. is a good manager. If you, he's a good. You know, he's good for getting you sort of, you know, a solid 50 points every year, isn't he? Play resolute football. After that one, you went to, um, was it Brentford at home, was it? Yes, right. This is farcical, mate. We've got to talk about this because at the end of the season, it could potentially come down to this, right? Obviously, Brentford at home. There's two things about Brentford at home, actually. So, should have had a penalty for whatever reason. The blokes handled it, not been given. Fine. And then the VAR. Stuart Atwell, all of the boys upstairs, Jonathan Moss, you've got one job. Draw the lines, boys. Draw the lines. The goal which Brentford scored has gone to VAR. And you look at it, it's not once, it's twice. They've got players offside and they failed to pick it up because the video assistant referee in the booth has failed to draw the lines. Come on, man. I mean, what is wrong with these people, bruv? You have one job, which is to draw the Ross Clark line, and they haven't done it. And that's cost us the three points. And you just think to yourself, this is the PGMOL mafia who have been at it again. Howard Webb and his band of merry men fam. Hatchet job FC blood. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> these boys have been doing this to us for years, man. I'm telling you. Do you know what I mean? All these rascal idiots, Lee Mason, uh, Jonathan Moss, Michael Oliver, you know, uh, Clattenburg, uh, Phil Dowd. The list goes on, mate. The list goes on. They should all be hung outside the Emirates Stadium and put in stocks and tried for treason, fam. <laughs> telling you. All right, we've had this going on for too long, mate, and this is just compounding it, Reese. I'm telling you, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I know you're passionate when you say my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, uh, we walked out of that game, and when we went back to the pub, you think to yourself, How on earth did they allow this to happen? After that one, mate, you had a uh, city, so two games in, um. In one week, yeah, yeah, it was rough. We went see it at home in the week. Big atmosphere again at the Emirates. The place was bouncing. I hadn't seen the ground like that ever. Um, but yeah, we went down, mate. Tactical naivety, you know. We gave away two, re- well, gave away really it was in- between Zinchenko and Ramsdale. Really sloppy. I'm sorry, sorry t- uh, Tommy Atsu and Ramsdale. Really sloppy goal in the first half, which we give away. And then, um, yeah, second half, it's just falling apart, giving away. You know, Gabriel, sloppy penalty, and um, yeah, the rest is history. Um, not too good, mate. Not too good. Then you had uh, two trips to the Midlands. We did, mate. We were on the march of Mikel's army. We're not going to Wembley, and we don't give up when we win the Premier League because Arsenal, the greatest football team. So we went to Villa, mate. Villa, 12.30 on a Saturday. We were on the football special out of Houston. The Arsenal boys and girls were large and in charge on the train. It was uh, was like something out of the movies, mate. It was, uh, can't make it up. Geezers and girls, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning on the train out of Houston. Beers, you know, Moretti, you've got uh, Moe, you've got, 
the lager, you got tequila, the whole lot is a madness on the train up. And um, so anyway, we've got to Villa. We can have okay, right again. You know, you know, it should be a fairly easy win. We need to bounce back. And then, oh my gosh, I mean, what what heart attack football? I mean, it's one of those games where, again, there's. I think it has to be said, Eddie, there's no easy game in the Premier League. And I think this is the biggest misconception. People think you can just, you know, go to whatever ground in the world and you could just walk up and get free. It doesn't exist. So here we are, right, walking to the away end. And I knew it was going to be a problem from the moment I walked in there because all my mates have ended up lower tier. Paul Lyle's ended up upper tier. No alcohol in the upper tier. Oh, great. Here we go. Here we go. So I've got myself like a pie or something. And then, you know, getting get in, get in, get in where I'm stood. And then Ollie Watkins within five minutes, bang. And you think, oh, crikey, here we go. But Kaya Saka, our boy, bounce backs. Great goal. Uh, You know, straight off the bounce, 16 minutes, which is, you know, fantastic. And then it sort of went downhill from there because Coutinho scored. You're going at half-time 2-1 thinking, right, we could be in a lot of trouble here. And then second half, it just didn't want to fall for us. You know, Odegaard's missed an absolute sitter in front of goal. Eddie's missed chances. You know, they've had near misses. It's got to about 86, 87 minutes. And I'm literally, the railings like this, I'm literally on my haunches on the floor thinking, oh, come on, come on. There's people around me who've had enough. They're leaving saying, right, League title's gone, blah, blah, blah. And then out of nowhere, right? The ball's sort of broken. I think we've had a corner or whatever. It's whipped back to um, Jorginho. By the way, right? With the pause here, a lot of the Arsenal fans were absolutely slating the guy when he signed, right? Whereas I thought it was, good. I thought it was a really nice bit of business because we needed the debt, 15 million or whatever. Good bit of business. Anyway, back into the real world. Ball's come to Jorginho and thinking, all oh, right, here we go, here we go. And then he's just gone bang, and the ball's gone outside the boot. It's hit the crossbar, and then it's just gone dunk off Emmy Martinez's head into the goal. And then us are limbed in the away end. Oh my lord! I mean, I was on the top tier. I've seen Mandem who have come up to the railing at the front, who were trying to going off. It was crazy. I'm trying to pull boys back, saying, "Come on, guys, don't want to go over the edge." And it's just, it's just carnage, absolute carnage. Um. You know, it was one of those, you know, incredible moments to be there. Um, and then, obviously, Emmy Martinez, again, it's always about him. He wants to be the hero, oh, the big boy. So he's come charging down the other end when they had the corner. He's tried to put his head on it, completely got nowhere near it. And then it's the foot race and Gabby Martinelli's put it into an open net. Unbelievable. And that was an unbelievable performance. And the best bit about it is we took over Birmingham over afterwards and we sung all the way home then we took all the pubs over around uh houston unbelievable mate great day out and then you went back to leicester happy hunter ground for you now we did yeah we went back to leicester i mean not really too much to say about that game except for you know we went up there we got the job done and do you know what i love an old school one nil to the arsenal one nil to the arsenal and that was it. Went home, happy boys and girls. And then after that one, you had a double header at home. Worrying, I can't really remember too much of this Everton game, which must indicate that I might have had a few much, uh, a few too many beers beforehand. But um, I can confirm I was there. And actually, it's coming back to me. I, do you know what? I don't even think I had anything. I just, you know, we've been in such good form. It's all rolling into one midweek game, right? We were there. Yep. Me, my mate Andre and Andy, they were there with me as well. And... um 
It was just a, it was a dream head. I mean, we, I think Saka scored just before, before half time, and then second half we steamrolled them sort of. And you know, before we knew it, it was four nil up. Alay and um, my good friend Carlos, who sits next to me, he's um, a, you know, South American lad. He's like, we want five, we want five, we want five, and it's like, come on, Carlos, just be humble. We'll take the four and go home. So, yeah, it's a great game. And then moving on to um, to Bournemouth, I, I just remember this result now. Bournemouth. <laughs> I still don't think that I've recovered from the Bournemouth game, if I'm brutally honest with you. It's one of the, I can, you know, it's a weird game of football because I was uh, in the pub, re- I was in the pub because uh, it was a three o'clock, Saturday three o'clock, and um, in the pubs with my mates to watch the 12.30 and you're just thinking, oh, Bournemouth, you know, yeah, come to the Emirates, they're sort of fighting relegation. Um You know, obviously, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do them, you know, comfortably by two or three goals. Then all of a sudden, I'm literally, I've got into where where I stand in the North Bank. Literally from the kickoff, they've just done this madness move, put the ball over the other side, and then before you know, whipped it in, and they scored the goal, 1-0. So hang on, this wasn't in the script. And then we looked awful for the rest of the half. And then you think, oh, we could be up against it here. And then come the second half, like probably 15 minutes in, they've scored a bloody second goal. And you think, oh no, here we go. You can already... You can already see TalkSport on Monday, Sky, Super Sunday, Monday Night Football, Arsenal bottling at home to Bournemouth, the title's gone. Gary Neville, the little... Right, you can already see it in the headlines. And then all of a sudden, Tommy Party's got one back in. Benny White's nicked the goal, and you think, right, we're on here. And then... It's not happened for us. It's not falling for us. It's not falling for us. It's not falling for us. Um, I mean, Eddie and Ketty has missed, you know, uh, uh, you know, he's missed, he's missed chances. They've all missed chances. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you think to yourself, oh, we're in trouble here. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, <laughs> Randy Orton, RKO style, comes Reese Nelson. And everyone's like, all right, who's this kid? We haven't seen him in a long time. And then literally... It's all kicking off. We've got the corner. They've fizzled it out to him. It's right in front of me, in front of the North Bank. And he's just gone, bosh, top right corner. And it's just limbs, mate. Carnage, man. Like, it's I, I've never seen anything like it. I'm row four. My mate Chris uh, and Bob, who's next to him, my good friends, they've ended up down near that row 20. They've ended up down the front near me, mate. It's just limbs, mate. It's an unbelievable day. <laughs> unbelievable. We look back at all like the last minute winners you've had this season. Is that the best one? Yeah, it was because we were two 0 down. I think, to be honest with you, in the context of the season, Villa was more important because Villa, we'd obviously gone on a run where we'd um, we'd effectively dropped, um, we'd dropped eight points. Right when you look at it, so we'd lost to Everton. Um, so we lost Everton away, lost City at home, drawn to Brentford. We'd we've dropped eight points. Um, so. I think Villa was more important, let's be brutally honest with you, to get the win up there. But I think Brentford really galvanised the fans and I think it was sort of the catalyst for us really... Uh, sorry, not Brentford, sorry. Um, uh, Bournemouth was the catalyst for us really kicking on um, and, and and we haven't really looked back at home, to be honest with you, or, or on the road, actually. We've been brilliant. So after that, you took a, a quick break from uh, the Premier League and then you went back into Europe on a trip yeah. to Lisbon. We did, we did. The Arsenal Euro European tour continued. So, um, 
it's one of those where um, we were at the last group game in Eindhoven, which was just an unbelievable game. Um, great atmosphere. Um, the football wasn't that great, but I thought it was just a brilliant day out. We took over the city and the atmosphere was just fantastic. And so, yep. Yeah, the, you know, uh, we, we ran out to Lisbon. Um, big shout out to our boy Nathan Roberts. You know, Nathan, our, our Welshy friend. Um, uh, he was he, he came out with us. And um, yeah, it was one of those games where um, obviously everything, well, before the game, everything went right. The weather was just lovely out there. We'd gone from literally, we almost didn't get out of, out of London, mate. Out of, it was snowing on the runway and we thought, right, here we go. And it was just carnage because the flight was delayed by two and a half hours. And then we're in the pub, one pint, two pint, three pint, and then obviously finally got on the um on on the plane, and then it was just a you know brilliant night out with um you know a lot of the boys over there, and then we obviously next day was a match day, weather was just lovely, it was about 17, 18 degrees, the sun was shining, but then um I'm not going to lie to you, mate, um turned up in the ground, and I mean, geez, we were treated worse than animals. I mean, at least animals get you know fed and fed and watered, no alcohol in the grounds. Nothing at all. They made us have to get in the ground like 90 minutes beforehand. Otherwise, you can't get in. Uh, herded us all in there. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, the game started. And, um, you know, our boy Willie Saliba, a kind of a little bit against the runner play, scored a good goal, good-headed goal. Uh, they obviously nicked one back. Uh, you know, we went 1-1 half-time. Um, second half, again, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty end-to-end. Obviously, they that well we we scored off the own goal. They scored one as well. And then Gabriel Martinelli, if he scores this goal, that is the goal of the season. I think in all comps from his own half, just running through, running through, running through, and he's just run out of steam. And so in the end, it was two two. It's one of those games we could have won it four two. We probably could have lost it three two. So um, you know, we took the point. Um, but again, you know, treated like animals. They kept us in for like sixty minutes pre match post match. No, no, no water. Couldn't even go on the concourse. Just locked us in the stadium. <laughs> so, um, bit of Portuguese hospitality for you. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, no, we had a great little like, night out afterwards. And then, um, you know, we were out the next day. So, um, you know, it was, it was all good. All good. Good little trip. How was um, the next game in Coven Cottage? There's a team called Arsenal. The greatest of them all. <laughs> and we will always support them. Whether they rise or fall, or fall, Fulham can stay at the cottage. Southampton can stay at the Dell. And as for Tottenham Hotspur, they can go to well, to well, and we'll drink, drink together <laughs> in praise of the AFC. It's a brilliant old school song from uh, Highbury days, that one. But um, we love we love a trip to Caven Cottage. Now, they did a boat trip this year, but unfortunately, I missed out on it because... Um, Come back from Lisbon. It was my mate's 30th birthday the night before the races. So I didn't think an eight o'clock boat was going to do me right. So, um, yeah, the cottage is a great old school ground, man. Like, um, I, I really like, there's not many of them left now in in the Premier League, really. Um, and, yeah, the cottage is, is, is just awesome. And the Fulham fans are great. And, um, yeah, we took it over. Brilliant atmosphere. I mean, do you remember pre, pre-game, everyone was saying, oh, Arsenal struggle at Fulham. Wait, no problems whatsoever. I mean... You know, it was all a lay lay time, really. We were tuning up within 26 minutes and then, like a Muppet, on about 45 minutes, I've gone down the concourse to get a beer and then Odegaard scored the third and that was it. Left, right, good night. It was over. <laughs> and that was the game, the first time I've heard it all season where Arsenal fans singing, you know, you're going to believe us, we're going to win the league. I was like, wow. 
So, okay, okay, okay. And then afterwards was a bit of a madness because, you know, we just took over all the pubs around Fulham. We didn't want to go home, mate. Um, and so, no, that was a blinding performance, mate. Blinding performance. And after that one, you had the, the second tie. Oh, sorry, the second leg. Oh, no. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more for the home. We, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've no. uh, made another entrance day on TV. Oh, no. Not quite as good as Lisbon away. Lisbon away, it's funny. Both games, Lisbon away, I'm there with the bucket hat and the red jumper going, oh, Sudo, oh, Sudo, oh, Sudo. And um, funny story about this one is, so there's a friend of mine who, um, they were out on holiday in New York and um, they were saying, oh, I've got these two mad Arsenal mates. So there's me and then there's Capo Dan, uh, the, the the little fellow next to me, um, and uh, who, who wears the flag at every game and he's, he gets spotted quite a bit. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so they're in this bar watching the game. And their friend said, that wouldn't happen to be them two people on TV, would it? And the camera is going to me and the bucket out going crazy, capo down with the flag. And they're obviously, oh, God. Um, and so, yeah, look, nothing went to plan that game. We thought, okay, great. Uh, you know, we went 1-0 up sort of in the first, well, 25 minutes, I think. Gabriel Jesus was back. One the last time we were coasting, thinking, right, let's just get the second, third goal. And then we've done our madness. We've taken off players. Jesus come off. Um, and then, you know, they've scored. And then we just looked awful, really. Um, and then it's penalties before we know it. And then you think, oh, crikey, this can go other way. Ramsdale's been done with probably the one of the best goals. I don't know whether you call it a fluke or on purpose. That is one of the best goals I've ever seen at a football match. Like he's literally done him from like what fifty yards. <laughs> like I just I could and you know couldn't believe it. And so yeah, we went out. I mean, we were a little bit gutted because obviously we'd be playing Juventus today if we um if we were still in it. But um you know you got you got you got to take it. Um you know I think maybe better to focus on the league. But I was a little bit gutted because obviously we wanted to keep going on these little away trips. You know Juventus and then although we probably would have got stabbed to shite on a Thursday night over there. <laughs> um, but you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got it to have gone out, but I think on the balance of things, it's probably probably right for us. Did you get your money back on the Budapest? Luckily, mate, I'd um, free cancellation <laughs> on the hotel, but a lot of people were idiots and had bought all these flights and stuff like that, and so I don't know what they're going to do. Right after that one, mate, you had a uh, pass at home. I think at the Palace time, at home. Pierre wasn't manager then, was he? He wasn't. They'd sacked him just before, and it was crazy because obviously. At the game, the Arsenal fans were just singing his name, like sort of full stop. I almost felt a little bit sorry for um mm. for um for for Palace there, but we it was a breeze. I mean, I think you know the least said about this game, uh, you know, we just tore them to shreds really. And I think the three players who turned up this game have probably been our sort of you know three players this season who've been just awesome. You look at Martinelli, Saka got a couple, Granite Xhaka. I mean, it's just sublime, mate, sublime. You know, it's like going back to my youth at Highbury when I was a young kid. You know, you go there playing Middlesbrough, Bosch, 7-0. You go there playing Blackburn, whatever, 5-0, bang. Leeds United, bang, 4-0. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's kind of got that feeling like that at the Emirates at the moment. You go there every game and it's just, you know, it don't matter who we're playing. You know that we're going to slap them up. Uh, yeah, Jesus, uh, the return of uh, Jesus. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just in time for Easter. Um, there's a great song about him which obviously went viral because me and my mate Ben and a few other boys we put that out at the start of the season about how um, you know he um, he walks on water and turns it into wine and Gabby Jesus the Arsenal number nine and 
yeah, again, another home game, 4-1. I mean, this shows the kind of form we're in. We're slapping teams, do you know what I mean? And I think that shows when you've got a front three who are hungry and firing. I mean, a special shout-out to Leandro Trossard. I mean, what, some madness, eight assists, great signing from Brighton. Mm. Madrid coup. <laughs> yeah. Madrid coup. So, um, no, I thought, again, you know, brilliant from the Arsenal. Um, you know, and this is what we you need to do if you want to be in the top four. You've got to win all your home games and win them convincingly. Let's look at the table now, mate. You've scored 72 goals. Which is the most you've done for a long, long time. And you, we've still got, um, obviously, uh, eight games to go. Hmm. Which, hmm. I mean, if we were to score two on average, um, you know, two games in all, two goals in all of those games, um, you know, that's uh, 80, 88 goals. I dubbed this the biggest game of the season. Liverpool away at Anfield. It's probably the biggest Liverpool. game because... Liverpool! <laughs> right, dubbed this one the biggest game of the season. Um, what was your feelings beforehand? Because surely this is the time that you're going to win it, well, at least one game there, right? Because the, the nearest you got to a win was that draw, wasn't it? In the cup. Yeah. Uh, no, no, the we league, got league a draw there. In, no, no, we, we got a draw there in the league going back five years or something like six years. Monreal did, didn't get, scored. Didn't you get a league cup? Uh, I think we did. We, we, drew, we, we, we did last season. We drew there. Yeah. I was at that one. We drew there nil all. But in the league, we drew there maybe five, six years ago. Just maybe just as Klopp was sort of joining Liverpool. Mm. Um, and that was, yeah, I think we drew up there. Might have been 2 2 from memory or something like that. Um, but it was a ground we've got a poor record at. I mean, it was one of those where um, it was always going to be a tough ask going up there, but I was pretty confident. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, um, you know, all the fans, we were united. We were bringing, in, we were bringing Mick Arteta's um, Red White Army up there. Do you know what I mean? We we knew what the fans needed to do. We had to go up there, out seeing the cop. Players knew what they needed to do, which was play high intensity football. Um, I mean, it was a madness full stop because it was the Easter Sunday. There was no trains running all weekend. No trains running whatsoever. So, obviously, Arsenal fans had to get there, whether it's via coach, via car. I don't know how they were getting out there. But um, but we did. We turned up in massive numbers. And, um, you know, we, we you know, on and off the pitch, I thought we turned up. And, um, you know, the concourse, Eddie, it was rocking pre-match. Like, I've never seen us that loud up there. Because usually you go up there and you just, it's more hope than anything else. But I think... This was the first time, I think, as fans, we thought we could go up there and win, which I think it shows the, the shift in the mentality, right? And so let me give this context for view, to the viewers. I've been up there quite a few times. The last time I was up there, we lost 4-0. Do you know what I mean? So, and so you go from last season losing 4-0 at Anfield, getting completely annihilated second half, thinking you can go there and win in the space of, you know, 15 months, effectively, 16 months. And that's a, ma- a, a 17 months. It's a massive turnaround, Massive turnaround. And so we went now and we we knew what we had to do. And I thought first half, we, we did the job by and large. I thought the f- Arsenal fans were brilliant, impeccable observance of the minute silence for Hillsborough. And then just the noise which we made was was unbelievable. I've never heard us that loud up there. Uh, scored the first goal, Martinelli, which was great. Gabriel Zusa scored a brilliant second goal. I think the only thing you'd fault us was we conceded just before half time. But again, you take it all day long to go in half time. Two one. Um and I thought, you know, okay, we're on we're on here. We're on here. And then obviously, you know, second half it all fell apart, didn't it? Mm. But Ramsdale, talk about his performance. 
Well, do you know what's funny, right? And I think it's interesting with the Arsenal fans because I think, obviously, you know, we've had a much better season than expected. I think, you, you, you know, no one would have thought we finished top four, let alone be in the title race at the moment. Um, and I think when Salah got the penalty, I said it to the to the person who was in front of me, the two girls, and obviously my mate who was next to me, Ferg, I said, we're gonna say, he's going to save this. So I've just got a feeling. And he's put it wide. And I'll tell you what, when he put that wide, I've nearly decapitated my shins from just going absolutely mad. <laughs> um, and I thought second half, Ramsdale really kept us in it. I thought a couple of really good saves. The one right near the end was was an absolute blinder. If I'm brutally honest with you, I think I was a little bit disappointed with our first half performance. I think, you know, we probably made a couple of wrong substitutes. I think we just ran out of legs, which again, there's no excuses considering we're playing week in, week out. I think you've got to give a bit of credit to Liverpool. I think on the, when they do turn it on, they are a great side. Obviously, they've showed that at, at times throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I, do you know what? It's one of those, I was disappointed that we didn't win it, but ultimately... I think we walked out of there with our heads high, which we haven't done ever uh, in such a long time. And I'm just really proud of the boys. I thought it was a great performance. We did turn up. Good point gains. Not many teams are going to go there and get a point in the season. It would have been lovely to get the three points. But um, I think, yeah, overall, I said before the game, par was a draw. Plus one was a win. Minus one was a loss. So we go out there, even Stevens. So no real complaints on my end. Go that that I, I haven't missed a game in three months, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Home away Europe, the whole lot. So you're six points ahead, mate. The city have uh, got the game in hand. Eight games to go. Now, are you gonna put your neck on the line here? <laughs> What's gonna happen, mate? I think it's an interesting one. So the way I'd look at it is it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? So anyone who's and I think this is the problem, right? So I'm gonna go in on a few people here, right? So first people I'm going to go in and are the media, yeah? So I think all of those people in the media have given us a tough time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's be honest with you, really uncharted territory. We haven't been here since 07, 08 when Eduardo broke his leg and, and we fell away. We've got the second youngest squad in the league. Yeah, okay, we've got a couple of experienced players in there, but by and large, it's a young side. So we're in completely uncharted territory. We are... I think, to be honest with you, you know, if you gave us a school card, it has to be 10 out of 10 this season in terms of where we are. So I think all the criticism we're getting is absolutely bollocks because, you know, we've got no experience. This squad has got no... Yeah, okay, you could say maybe a uh, Zinchenko or, a, you know, a Jesus, whatever. But they were not really the big boys at City. They were more the squad bit part players, let's be honest with you. So I think the first thing I'd say is we're massively overachieving and we're doing well. The second thing I'd say is that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Now, realistically, you look at all season, you say, okay, we played poor Southampton uh, and we played poor Everton, see at home, they're the better side, right? In terms of our running, we've actually got a good running because we haven't got many games. City have got to play the Champions League, they've got to play the FA Cup, they're on three fronts, they've still got the treble, which is on. Now, for me... If we go to the Etihad and we don't lose, we win the we win the league. It's as simple as that. It really is. It's as it's as simple as that one. I think. Obviously, assuming we lead, win the games leading up to that, we've got to put respect on West Ham, respect on Southampton because they're both down and amongst it. Go to the Etihad, don't lose the game. I generally think we win it. I I, I generally do because I I think you look at the games after that, and I think that the belief that will give us. Chelsea at home, I think they're in poor form. Newcastle away will be tough. But again, I don't think we necessarily need to win that game. As long as we get a draw up there, mm. we're, we're good. And then the rest of the games, it's um, you're looking at Brighton at home, Forest away and Wolves, Wolves and, and Wolves at home. So I'm actually pretty, 
I'm as long as we turn up at City, I'm pretty relaxed, Eds. But also, it does help that they're still in Europe, isn't it? Massively. I mean, they're going to play. In, you look at the April May, and it's crazy. You got FA Cup semi final. You've got two legs of the Champions League plus the league. But I think from our perspective, what's different with us this season is the fans have got the belief and you're seeing that at every game. The atmosphere home away is just Europe is just different gravy. Honestly, I've been every ground this season. I think us, Newcastle, uh, have probably been the two standout atmospheres. Like it's mm. just you know, the Emirates is rocking every home game. I think the away fans is brilliant. And I think there's a belief in the side. I think what we do need to happen, I think we're a bit unlucky Saliba is out, but you're gonna get that over the course of the season. Um I think I think we can do it, Eddie. Like I said, I think the only reason we won't do it is us. If that makes sense, we'll be our own worst enemy. We've got all the tools to do, go out and, and and get the job done. Yeah, let's look at those fixtures, mate. <laughs> do you think it might be a sense of deja vu by the time you go to Newcastle? It's always that like, Newcastle like, game, isn't it? Yeah, last year when I almost throw myself off the top of the away end. Um, uh, it's a tough one. I think I, I think this is a different Arsenal side. Let's be brutally honest with you, right? We've won at the places this year, which people thought we would never go and win, right? So if you look at where we've won this year, right? Palace away, awful record there. Did the business Spurs at home. Did the business at Stamford Bridge. Did the business away at Leeds. Done the business away at Tottenham. Um, put Liverpool away at home. Put Man United away at home. Um, you know, throw in whatever other uh, away games you want to. Villa was tough. I mean, you look at Villa's record since Emre's took over. Bloody hell. You know, they're in sixth position, mate. We're, we're one of the only... I think we're the only side who's, who's beaten them, I think, since he took over. Yeah. So, you know, to come back in that manner, to come back um, at home to Bournemouth, I mean, we've got to have some respect on Arsenal's name. I don't think this is the same Arsenal we've seen of the last... 15 years and I think that's just because of the personnel we've got in there I think what it comes down to is is really how much the players want it ultimately I don't think it's to do with the manager I don't really think it's got to do with the fans either I think it's to do with the players and how much they want it because they have to sort of find that extra gear and if they can do that then I think we'll win the league how glad that you didn't sign them um, that Ukrainian backstreet boy <laughs> well backstreet <laughs> boys all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, it was extortionate. I, when I said it at the time, I was like, why are we going to pay 70 million quid for a bloke who's done nothing? I was like, I couldn't work out. He's played in the Ukrainian Premier League. It'd be different if he'd had, you know, it's not like a, you know, um, you know, that's the kind of money you'd be paying for Bellingham, in my opinion, who's got Champions League experience, international experience, and done a couple of good seasons in the Bundesliga. We should play in a, we've already been once bitten twice shy with Pepe. So for me, I wasn't bothered. I thought Trossard was the right signing because, we're following the Liverpool blueprint where it's like we're getting players of established Premier League quality when you've got Zinners, Zinchenko's come in, you've got Jesus who's come in, you've got Trossard, you've got um, Jorginho. To me, that's sensible business. Let's give you your uh, prediction. So you've got Arsenal in the league. What about the top four then? Um, right, OK. So the top four is a fascinating one. So yeah, I've got to put Arsenal in first, City in second. I think... The Geordies will just about squeak third. I think they're only playing football every week now, so they they should be all right, realistically. And then I think I think United come in fourth, just about. But I think it'll be close because I think the what will hurt them is obviously they're um on in the FA Cup and they're in the Europa. But I think Ten Hag's done enough there to turn them around. So that's my top four. All right. What about the 
the relegation scrap then? Oh, geez. I mean, it's carnage down there. That's, that's the only <laughs> way. It is a complete and utter shit show. That's the only way you can, you can describe it. I mean, because you look at it from like, basically, I mean, Chelsea is lucky because Chelsea, if they hadn't won two games, they'd be in the relegation battle. They're currently on 39 points, but take away six points, they'd be they'd be fighting in the relegation well, battle. Well, if you take away, all, take away all Tuchel's points, then they'll be down, wouldn't they? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've got the Messiah, Frank Lampard. I mean, the decision-making in that, it's just completely non-avoidable. I mean, the bloke is a complete and utter loser when it comes to management. Like, you look at what he's done and you think to yourself, it's actually scandalous that he's getting these jobs. Like, yeah, come on, yeah. let, let's, 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 let's call this out. As, let's call it out. Derby County, what, he failed to bring them up, spent a shitload of money, and then they went into administration. I mean, what the hell? Like, it's just, mm. you can't, like, that's just jokes, right? He then went to Chelsea and then inherited a pretty good squad and managed to get Champions League. But then my dog can probably do that for them as well with those sort of players. <laughs> then the next season, he gets found out and he gets sacked. Okay, cry, cry. Then he goes to Everton saying, yeah, I'm this big tough. Mate, he was he would have relegated them, bruv, if Sean Bryce hadn't, Sean died, <laughs> if, if, if the general hadn't taken over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, geez, in terms of relegation, this is it's a it's a really sticky wicket, mate. And I think look, Southampton are gone, let's be honest. There's no way they're coming back. I think that Man City game was the nail in the coffin. Um Oh, it doesn't look good for Leicester, does it? Let's be honest with you. Like they've kind of done a, a forest of Cluffy in it. They just kept things going too long, kept too long, and then it's just you know, it's it's a disaster. So I think I think they're going to be in trouble. And then, then it's an interesting one. I think that last spot is really up for grabs. Um, well, anyone could go down, really. You know, you've got Forest, you've got everything, you've got Leeds, you've got Bournemouth, mm. West Ham, Wolves could be sucked into it. Um, the old dinosaur, uh, Roy Hodgson, looks like he's saved Palace. Palace were playing good footy, though. The difference, I think, with Vieira, it's just they got unlucky because they played like eight out of the ten top teams, didn't they? And a lot of injuries as well. Zaha was out for a while. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, look, if you said to me, I've got to make a prediction as the last team who's going to go down, you look at the teams down there and you think, oh, you know, there's some great names, right? Let's be honest with you. Um, some really good names. You know, you got Forrest in there, first season back, big club, big history. Everton, you know, big club, big history. Leeds, big fan base. You look at, and then Bournemouth stand out like a, you know, <laughs> and then you've got you know, between <laughs> West Ham and Wolves. So um, uh, Bournemouth have picked up points, though. You look at Bournemouth and you think nine points from the last 15 is good. Yeah, I, I honestly yeah. think Forrest, I think Forrest looks sunk, mate. I look, I think they look really sunk. You know, they're, what last five games, four four losses, one draw. Everton, like, Deitch will get them out. <laughs> you know, Deitch is going to get them out. I think Leeds, Leeds, Leeds are well. I think the Palace game probably has put a dampener on it. I think they might just scrape through again, two seasons in a row. So I'm going to go Forest City and um, Forest Leicester City and Saints. Really. You don't think Steve Cooper's going to save the save Forest then? Mm, I don't know, mate. He, really signed, know. He, he signed like a hundred players, mate. They should stay up. Yeah, but look at their next two games, mate. They're playing. They've got United at home, 
they've got Liverpool away, then they're playing Brighton at home after that, then they're playing Brentford at home after that. Saints will give them some relief, then it's Chelsea after that, then it's Arsenal, mm. then it's Palace. That is literally only two games you're saying they might get a result. That's six points, mate. Come on, you're yeah. telling me they're going to... That, that's bad, isn't it? That's a bad run-in. I'm looking at the run-in. Everton probably got the, the best games. Yeah. If they win the next three, they stay up. Yeah, I, I think it's between Leeds and Forest, really, for the yeah. drop. Um, what about West Ham? West Ham, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. David Moyes, we play football the West Ham way, like, Um. No, they'll be all oh, right. Moyes shit. They're, they're all playing each other. So West Ham pretty much playing everyone in the drop, so. Yeah. Moy- yeah Moyes won't relegate them. Moyes won't relegate them. No, they'll be all right. <laughs> Let's talk about all the manager changes. So it's the most sackings in the season ever in the Premier League. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I just think the problem is, is it's the knee-jerk reaction. No one wants to get relegated from the Premier League. I think some of the sackings have been very short-termism. So why Chelsea got rid of Tuchel, I, I really don't know. Um, I think it's so less... But it's not so much the sackings. It's also the appointments as well. Let's be honest with you. Some of the appointments are a little bit off, um, which I think is the root cause of this. Like, Sopota was never a fit for Chelsea. He's not going to turn it down, but it's, he's not a Chelsea manager, is he? It's funny because uh, two of our former managers got sacked on the same day. So Potter and um, and Rogers got sacked on the same day. I know. I thought Rogers was rough, <laughs> but he just wasn't getting a bounce. Apart from Arteta, who do you think has been the manager of the season? Um, I think you've got to give. Look, let's be honest with you. Brentford and Fulham have massively over. Brentford, Fulham, and Brighton and have massively overachieved. What Villa have done is just tremendous. So I think. In no particular order, I think you've got Arteta number one, probably Emery for what he's done at Villa number two because they were looking pretty bad. Um, I think number three is probably Fulham. They came out from the championship and they've done really well. If Mitrovic hadn't bloody whatever, it, you know, they would have been all right. I know they've lost four games in a row, but like <laughs> they did really well. And then Brentford and Brighton. So that's my... That rounds out my five. Yeah. Ten Hag, Ten Hag at United. People will argue, but I completely disagree. Look how much money he's spent and the plays he's bought in. If you can't get top four with those players, mm. then you don't deserve it. Eddie Al, yeah, he's had a good run, but again, he spent a lot of money in it. So, you know, no European football. Sorry, mate. I think if he <laughs> if he never if he didn't get them into Europe, Europa, he was going to get sacked anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's talk about the championship. So Burnley have already been promoted. I don't know how many weeks ago it was now they were promoted, but they've run away with the league. Uh, the rest of the, the championship, I have to say, mate, it's probably the, the weakest championship seasons ever. Um, I think apart from Burnley, whoever goes up, the other two teams will go straight down. Like the the, the, the quality, like, like we saw the FA Cup, Man City smashed them up 6-0. And this is Burnley. They haven't lost many games this season, and they got hammered. Like so, yeah. the gap is massive between the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah, I mean respect and respect. Let's put some respect on Vinny Company's name, right? I mean, he's done the right thing. Started in the bottom, now he's here. Like you know, um, yeah, I think it's t- it's tough in the Championship. I think something needs to change in that league. I think there's just not the money in there at the moment. I think clubs are not being run properly. Um, the broadcasting, just every nothing's working for that league at the moment. Um, and it's it's really difficult. Um, you know, that's the that's the long and short of it. Um I mean yeah, I mean, selfishly, I look at that and 
<laughs> I would have loved, I'd love Blackburn Rovers to come up because, you know, my mates are, my old housemates are Rovers fan and you get a good allocation up there. Would not, well, yeah, I don't know, mate. Right, let's, look at the, let's look at the top six then. So you've got Sheffield yeah. United look like they're going to finish in second. They've got the game in hand. You've got Luton, mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, Millwall or Blackburn. So out of them teams there, who would you like to go up? Or who would you uh, like to see next year? Uh, I'd have loved Blackburn Rovers, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good to have back. Millwall, not a chance in hell. They can freeze down in the championship. I think they <laughs> just would not enjoy it. Could you imagine? They would not enjoy being in the Premier League. They just would not enjoy it. I mean, um, I know the police wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Think of all the so, organisers, like the Premier League. They would, like, the FA, everyone. No one wants them going Yeah, out. but... Yeah, no one wants them going up. And also, like, I feel like, no disrespect, more fans down in the Championship after that sort of aggro than the Premier League. Like, you go to the Premier League and it's like, the only club who really wants aggro every week is Leeds. Like, Leeds is the only club in the Premier League who, like, want that kind of aggro every week. Like, no one else, none of the other clubs are really interested, mate, to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. I've, I've been to all of them. Um, that would be a carnage. Could you imagine that? Millwall leads in the Premier League. Or oh, Millwall West Ham. Jeepers. That's just going to be complete. Just Knowing how football works, mate. Millwall go up and West Ham yeah. will okay this season. So. Well, I think Burnley, Sheffield and Blackburn are probably the ones you've got to take at this stage. Although really, it's tough because that's a lot of Northern trips for us. Uh, like a couple of Southern base clubs. But if I look at it realistically, I think, I mean, well, personally, it'd probably be Burnley, Blackburn and I'd be, it'd be Sheffield, well, it'd be Sheffield, Blackburn and, um, and uh, and 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 probably Luton really. Um, Burnley. Have you ever done? Um, have you ever done Camelth Road? No, uh, I've never Luton. been there. Never no, done it. I've never been there. No. I've never won. I've never done Sheffield. I was meant to do Sheffield United in the cup. Missed them in the league. I was meant to do it because I was away. Did meant to do them in the cup and then COVID hit. Bramall Lane. I've done that one. Yeah, I was meant to do that one, but didn't end up doing it. Um, no, it's difficult. And then we're going to go because the problem is you look at Southampton's going to go down and then. It's going to become quite a north-south league again next year, I think, which is going to be just a nightmare for away fans. It really is. Because <laughs> this year's almost been, selfishly, it's been the perfect season because it's like you've got three south clubs we're some, uh, like on the coast. We've got Southampton, Brighton, Bournemouth. Mm. In London, you've got seven, so that's ten. You've got Wolves, Forest, Leicester, Villa, four across the Midlands. You've got um, four in the northwest two in the north it's almost a perfect balance you can't get it any better whereas you can tell next year it's going to be either north or south um, with a lot of the midlands you know two of the midlands clubs probably going down so yeah selfishly i'd I'd love sort of sheffield luton and blackburn i think chef uh luton be unbelievable blackburn massive allocation which is fantastic and sheffield's quite easy to get to but it'll be the old faithfuls burnley sheffield united and middlesbrough i can already see it now <laughs> Right, let's uh, look down the bottom of the table, right? So uh, this is more interesting than the top because uh, we've got so many teams that can get relegated right now. Uh, Wigan, they've yeah, I think they've gone. Blackpool, uh, yeah, they've gone. Right, the last spot here. So Reading got a uh, point deduction. I'm not sure what they got deducted for, mate, but they, they were minus six right now, Um, so which puts them down to 22nd in the league with 41 points above them. It's uh, the capital, the biggest club in Wales, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff City. Let, 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 let's yeah. be honest with you. 
if Cardiff got relegated, you'd be running down your street naked. <laughs> I nearly did that last weekend, mate. <laughs> um, you know, we might as well talk about it now, mate. It's um, it's, it's been a great fortnight here in the household. Brilliant. Been a shit season for the Swans and nothing to sing about. And probably the reason why I've not done a pod since, what, January is because it's been awful. Like, had we recorded this at any point in the last three months, I would have said the same thing. But a bad um, transfer window, which was non-existent again. We played dog shit football, not won a, a game away from home. Mm. Uh, it wasn't looking good, mate. I honestly thought we were going down. And then, then it comes to April Fool's Day, right? And there's always that fixture, Swansea <laughs> Cardiff. The derby, the second one um, of the season. And we go to this game with a chance of making history again by doing the double dupe. So think of it, the 110 years history against, you know, that we played the scum, <laughs> mm. that neither club's done the double, right? So we did it last year, yeah. historic season, and then mm-hmm. beat them in November, I think it was, and then, you know, going to again, the game again with a chance of doing it four in a row. Like, yeah, this is our worst ever team, I think. I've, I've seen this since... Division four, right? So League Two. This is probably our worst team. I'm not even being I'm not spinning silly right now. This is probably the worst team we've ever had that mm. I remember watching us play. For some reason, Russell Martin just gets the derby. You know, we somehow turn up for two games a season. And it's always against these lot. And as a Swansea fan, I mean, if you're gonna have to turn up for two games a season, these are the two games you turn up for. And thank God we did it again. Ah, oh, it would a lot closer than it usually is, this derby, because it actually scored some goals. But, my God, that ending. That ending is the greatest ending in any game of football that I've ever watched, yet alone the Swansea-South Wales derby. This is just ugh, poetry emotion. Right, I'm not going to talk about it because um, I'm not going to give it the justice that the moment deserves. So I'm going to show you a quick clip. So take yourself back. It's Cardiff 2, Swansea 2. In the 99th minute, a free kick's just been awarded to the Swans. And uh, I'm going to leave you now with the voices, the soothing voices of Wyndham Evans and Anthony O'Connell. Jay Fulton for Swansea City. Come on, Jay! 99th minute, Fulton into the wall. Second chance. Oh, he's oh, hit the post! Yeah! Yes! They've done it! South Wales derby, double, double, Swansea City. Ben Kabango. <laughs> and there we go, limbs there. Swans win three two away at the Cardiff City Stadium. Oh, mate, the comments. I only have one. I only have one question for you. What was it, mate? Did, did you wake up, Larissa, when you scored, <laughs> mate? I broke the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my feet were leaning on like the coffee table or the glass. So I was wearing slippers, thank God. Otherwise, I'd have like slashed my whole ankle. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> my foot went through the coffee table. Look at this. This is like four o'clock, four thirty in the morning. The glass all over the fucking carpet. 
and I went nuts. I oh, I lost it. Mate. I lost. <laughs> Don't it. worry. Just, think, just send the it's, send it's the not, bill to Swansea. It's just not. It's not just like a last minute goal. It's against the scum. It's the biggest know, goal yeah, yeah, yeah. of our season. It's Ben Cabango score. He's a Cardiff born and bred boy, which makes it even funnier. Does a swim away, and I just could not believe it, mate. I I could not believe it. And like I was I was messing with my mates um, all over the world, Swansea fans and stuff, and like it was a great feeling. Like, how much I, would you I, have paid to have been in that ground? Oh, everything. I would have. Uh, if I could swap, <laughs> could, if I could swap the World Cup, I would have done that. Oh, it, and the World sure Cup meant a lot to me, but that last minute winner, like that, just sort of all the hate I had towards the the Yanks and Russell Martin and all the shit players we've had this season, like it's gone. Like I've I've never felt so happy after a result because we did not deserve it. But the mm. fact we've done the double again, the double dupe. Four in a row. Cardiff will never and sing just that ima- to us. And Four you know what's funny row. is just imagine if you look back at it at the end of the season and that's the game that relegated them. Oh, even better, mate. Even better. <laughs> like, it's oh, it's the, the greatest ending to any derby ever, but also it's probably one of the best wins we've ever had, I think. Like, personally, mm. I, I look about all the, the stuff that we've achieved in the last 20 years, whatever. That's a great result. Because it just so when of, it went... We're next yeah. after this, though, for Swans. You know, <laughs> obviously, you've got the high of, you got the high of the win. What, what, what do you think? What, what's the next steps for next season? Well, the thing is, we had people saying we're going to get relegated, and I thought at one point in the last three months that we could go down. But the the, the quality of football we do play, when when it does work, we look good. But mm. it, it has gone wrong a lot of times. And the thing is, it's yeah. down to again, it's the owners, right? Like the lack of backing any of our managers had like you, we have Klopp Guardiola don't matter mate they'll, they'll still get the same results as what we're getting now because we just haven't got the money coming in and, yeah it's um, a tough one and the fact that we've you know the reason why form's been down since Christmas is because um, our main goalkeeper Stephen Bender got injured we've got Andy Fisher in goal who's rubbish worst keeper mm-hmm. in the league but I say that he's got the last three games he's got three clean sheets so he's done quite well but He's um yeah, when you've got him in goal, yeah, it's not been good. But where do we go from here, mate? I think if we don't get proper investment, like I said this last season again, if we don't get proper investment, we'll go down. Yeah, there's talks um that the owners might sell up soon. So if that happens, brilliant. I mean, what happens after that? <laughs> could they could it, could there be worse owners out there? I'm not sure. <laughs> but I mean, I know who I'd rather support, mate, because them lot down the road, they're in trouble. <laughs> a, a, they're going to go down League One. B, they've got a lot of money to pay off that seller, which they've not done that yet. Um, and C, Vincent Tan, he might just leave. And if he does leave, then who buys Cardiff? Because you're stuck with a big white fat elephant in the stadium, mm-hmm. which they won't fill in League One. They barely fill it in the Championship. Um, and they've got a really bad squad, mate. It's a poor squad. And I'm not being, I'm not being biased or anything. I, I look at the squad and you think, ooh, shit. Like you guys might no have quality. Start, here. You might have you might have to start a new song at the end of the season if they go down by like um by um by like a point or two points. It's like we sent the scummers down. Ah, oh, the thing <laughs> is, I'll be crying. You know, I'll be crying because we've lost six points next season. Mm. That's why I'll be crying because yeah, it's tough playing them. You know, it's guaranteed six uh, three pointers. So, um, yeah. So I'll be... <laughs> I I do feel sorry because I'm having drinks with them tonight. Some uh, some Cardiff fans tonight. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy fiftieth, um, and yeah, it's. I do feel sorry for the fans because 
uh, do I? Do I really feel sorry for them? <laughs> you reap what you sow, boys. Thing is, our next, our, our newest rivals in Wales is Wrexham, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, give, give it a couple of years, mate. We playing Wrexham in the championship. I know you got links to QPR. They've oh, shot the bed, mate. They, like they, they were like flying the season. I know. Yeah. I just think it's like it's it's almost that that you've got that seesaw effect, right? Where mm. it's like you can never have all the London clubs doing well. So it's like Brentford and Fulham, who were their sort of rivals. Uh, I guess you could put Chelsea in there as well, are doing amazing, and the R's are just looking awful. So it's like mm. they they could go down to League One. But um, I have to give massive credit to Neil Warnock. The guy is like <laughs> seventy million years old. <laughs> he survived the last ice age and uh he's he somehow pulled off a miracle keep had us for that like you yeah. don't know how bad they were before he came in and um yeah he's pulled up a miracle he's he's he's, he's he loves it though doesn't he oh he is. honestly he if there is a hall of fame for the championship for the you know the football league in general he's definitely mm. in the hall of fame yeah like i, I know they put wenger and and Fergie in the the Premier League Hall mm. of Fame, but Warnock deserves a place somewhere because that guy has worked a miracle keeping Huddersfield up. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's he's done he's done really good, and it's probably a testament. So I think he knows what to do. Right, he's he, he's a good manager at that level, and um, has always got a tune out of his teams. You can't take that away from him. Nah. Right, mate. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? We've done Arsenal. We've done the Championship. We've gone through a manager seconds. I think that's it, mate. No, other than it's coming home, boys. Coming home. <laughs> what are you going to do, mate, in that last game? So let's just say, do you, do you, do you honestly think the, the league will go down to the last day? I don't think it's going to go last day. My my prediction from the start, um, and I don't know if this was if this was right, everyone's making a massive song and dance about Wolves away, Wolves at home, sorry. I've never thought it was going to be Wolves at home. The game I always thought was going to be the most important game was Brighton at home for us, which is that's our third last game of the season. Mm. So I think it's either Newcastle away or Brighton at home. Those are the two two most important games. Potentially Forest away, but yeah, I, I think it'll go down to then. When was the last time that you won the league? And how old were you? How old was I when we won the league? Two thousand and for nine, something like that. Eight, nine. It's a long time. Long time. I'm 27, 27 now. <laughs> Did you ever think at the start of the season that this could be it? This could be the year you actually win the league. Never. This is like if, <laughs> I wish I had a I wish I had a camera crew following me this year. It's actually you can't make it up. It's actually, it'd actually be a good film. Do you think this season's been such a long season? You've had yeah, the World it's been, Cup it's and mammoth, mate. The thing is, though, you, if you do do it, mate, like you have deserved it. There's no asterisks to it. Like, oh, I think about think back to Liverpool winning the league. Like, yeah, that was a huge asterisk on that one. I think at least you guys have deserved to to lift the trophy up if you did do it. Mm-hmm. Remember Leicester when they won it? It was a great achievement, but I still think it was a big fluke. It was a perfect storm because like Man City didn't play well that year. No one played well. We came second, and we were awful that year. Like, let's be honest with you. Like, and so I think this season we've generally come up against. A great city side, a good United side, a Newcastle side with a lot of Saudi investment. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. Oh, good, mate. Well, all the best for um, this last run in. Eight games left, mate. Fingers crossed. It's getting squeaky, oh squeaky, bum, squeaky bum time.
eight games to go. Um, yeah, wishing you all the best, mate. I hope they do it for you. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. If we, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if, we, if we do it, the scene's down... Um... Seems down Upper Street will just be complete madness for the pod. You'll see me swinging <laughs> off lamp, swinging off lampposts, jumping through bus windows, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, good mate. Uh, any last words, mate? I think life is short. You got to keep the faith. You got to do what you love. I think the Arsenal's brought us so much joy this season, and um, we've got to go all the way. We've got to see it out all the way now. Prove all the doubt is wrong. Show them that we're the Arsenal. We are the best. We're the Arsenal. So. Forget all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for coming on, mate. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening or watching another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of Alternative Football. I promise I won't leave it too long next time. But in the meantime, hope you have a good one. Good luck to all your teams who have your support. Uh, good luck to the Arsenal. And uh, just in case you forgot, there's only one team in Wales at the fucking Swans. Come on, the boys. <laughs> <laughs>